Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction 648. Science Faction, giving the gas and taking the chess. The chess? You're not mispronouncing yes. chest, right? Like you're. No. Because I. Chess as in the board game, as in uh, the Queen's Gambit, yes. as in the uh, the live action role playing game created based on the Netflix show Queen's Gambit, right? Well, first of all, the Queen, as far as I was understood, because I never actually saw that show, that was a, an entire series based around Queen Elizabeth's attempt to get the rare. 1994 Toy Biz action figure of Gambit, which was very hard to get with the kicking action. <laughs> oh, I got the Remy LeBeau second edition. <laughs> By the way, change my mind. Chess is a tabletop RPG. It has it's knights, not an RPG. kings, queens, what? It's not an RPG. You're not role-playing anything. I, I I dress, I, I role play as the king all the time. Pawns, <laughs> sacrifice yourself for me. My wife is quite tougher than me. Uh, she handles most of the rough business. Of course, I do have knights and, of course, a traveling castle that fights for me. Doesn't it ruin the game a lot with the fact that you are far too big to fit on that single one inch by one inch square that is designated for the king? I play uh, exclusively in, like, uh, you know the X-Men villain arcade? Yes. I play on like one of his like murder world mm. uh, things. Or uh, I guess more relatably, the large uh, human sized chessboards you will find at the mall. Yes. And I'm the one who makes it physical with the kids. Like, if I, <laughs> like, listen, listen, it says I took the pawn. What do you want me to do? Like, just politely carry your kid? Fuck you. Get the fuck out of my space. I mean, if he's in my space, I'm going to kick him out of my space. Oh, boy. And if you want to kick the full-size chess piece out of your space, go ahead and check out our Patreon. You can search Robert Timothy on Patreon. Oh, I think I forgot our intros. I think, uh, you know what, Damien? We do these intros all the time. I don't think we need them this time. Let's move right on to science articles. From molecules to particles, this is Science Articles. Okay, Bobby. Uh, okay, uh, uh, you know Dana White has the slap fighting league. Okay, yes. I, here's my here's my competitor to that. Right. Uh huh. We take retired MMA fighters and we dress them up as chess pieces on a board. Right. Right. And we have uh, you know like real life chess masters. This is also how we're going to promote like mm -hmm. top level chess. You know, we'll have yes. chess masters, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, but whenever a piece takes another piece, the other guy just gets to lay out. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. the piece standing in front of yeah, him. Yeah, right. So like if it's like bishop to knight five and the and the bishop takes the knight and the bishop is one MMA fighter dressed up in that con that costume, he gets to choose whatever move he wants, and the other the, the knight can't defend himself as he gets hit and taken out. You know, I you would think you know, see if there was a fighters union, um, I think uh, I think that, you know, the sport would be pretty tame because every fighter might be doing like a tap or anything. But because fighters are pretty, it's an individualistic sport and everybody's willing to undercut one another. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some Superman punches. I Well, I think it would be fun every once in a while on like the Sadie Hawkins night where <laughs> Anderson Silva is the one in charge of everybody, but it's a bunch of chess masters that are actually doing the dress up as the characters and fight one another. 
<laughs> oh man, why did I choose deep blue as my pawn? <laughs> oh dear. On to article number one, gas stoves are fucking us up even when they're off. I've heard about this because apparently uh, when you're part of the conservative wave, you know, like they'll, they'll just try to push the next big thing. Yeah. I'm pretty happy that I haven't. This is like the one thing that I don't think like the average rank and file conservative really cares too much about. Oh, you'd be surprised. So funny anecdotal story. We have on this show talked about natural gas and its problems since. And I, I went back to look at this due to this article, 2016. And so at least since then, that was the oldest I found. We might have even talked about it before then. So at least since 2016. I have been talking about how gas stoves are dangerous and how gas in general is, is like kind of a bad thing to have coming to your house. And it's kind of crazy. And we wouldn't build our society like this now if we started over from scratch. And we have shown lowering of IQ points. We've shown elevated rates of cancer, super elevated rates of asthma to the degree that like, you could actually calculate the percentage of asthma in this country that's just from growing up with a fucking gas stove. We can calculate all this stuff. It's real and it's significant. And as is typical, I bring things like this up in my everyday life. And Damien, I'm sure you do the same thing. You're talking to somebody and something comes up in one of these stories and you bring it up. I have brought up the gas stove thing to numerous people and I get the same reaction all the time. Oh my God. Oh, that's crazy. I can't believe that's in our houses. Wow. Those numbers sound startling, et cetera, et cetera including my incredibly conservative parents. Then when California decided to ban gas or put some kind of ban on new gas stoves coming in or limiting gas stoves, by the way, they should do it. Everything they are doing, they should do. And we should do it nationally. Yes. It's fucking Absolutely. leaded gas of our generation. It is an absolute travesty. We all have it in our houses. It's fucking us up in ways you can't imagine. We're going to get into it. But when California finally legislated it, because that made it, took it from a scientific issue to a partisan issue. The next time I heard from them and the issue came up, it was about the tyrannical government and actually gas isn't bad for you. That's just Gavin Newsom trying to take away your freedom. I I knew your father uh, slightly worse than you did. <laughs> he always came off as a very like he, he has he likes his puns. Yeah. But he always came off as a very learned man. And so like I don't know what happens. Like like it's like it's like um when you take uh, a generation that grows up with Walter Cronkite and they trust what comes at them, and then you have people who manipulate that trust by saying, hey, you know that same news station that has the same little logo down in the bottom that you grew up watching that was just true things? Well, we're just going to tell you crazy bullshit. In fact, we're going to go to court to fight a case that says we're allowed to lie and present non-news as news because we're entertainment, like WWE. We're going to do that. And you have a generation of elderly people who grew up in one media environment and had the fucking wool pulled over their eyes and they don't have the media savvy, the media literacy, the media understanding to un to know what's going on. I think there's also an element of, I think it's just like, no, I'm not the bad guy. These, these kids and their blue hair and nipple piercings, they're the problem. Well, they're not wrong on that. But uh, really interesting article. And this looks at what happens. We've talked a lot about natural gas. Like I said, at least since 2016 on this show, we have brought it up numerous times. It is such an impact on me that as somebody who eventually hopes to, you know, design their own house because I can't fucking afford one here. So it's easier, just it's cheaper just to build one. As someone who hopes to do that, everything I have planned is to not even have natural gas coming on my property because I have seen how bad it is, not just in terms of, you know, stoves that we're going to talk about, you know, uh, part the, the gases that off gas 
success of that and the asthma and cancer potential. But by the way, let's not forget shit that we just kind of write off as, oh yeah, that kills X number of people a year. How about carbon monoxide poisoning? You know where you don't get that from? An electric heater, right? But you do- uh, A plot lines where somebody blows up uh, their spouse by leaving the gas yeah. on and wait till they come home to smoke. That's shit right. like that. Or doing that cool thing where you leave the gas on and then you fill like a light bulb with black powder and screw it back in to the light that they turn on when they come in the entryway. Yeah. 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 By the way, at the same time, Bobby, without a gas stove, do you feel like your ability to like home alone yourself for you to defend your home against uh, against a couple of crooks, like your options are diminished? Because Maybe. you don't have an explosive agent in the tubes. I'm going to guess that we're going to be running, you know, 240 to that that electric stove. And I feel like I could, you know, have some good shocking pranks with that. So I, I don't give or take, you know. Gotcha. I mean, just and uh, by the way, this while this is clearly reminiscent of uh, the fight against LED lights over yeah. the previous generation of lights and how stupid that was. Isn't this also uh, because electric stoves, you're right. Electric stoves, the old models, the ones that we had in college and shit, yeah. they sucked. Absolutely. I hated sure. them. Yeah. But uh, the new electric stoves, the cost has come down to where they're yeah. competitive with gas stoves. And isn't it a better cooking technology? Like if you're yeah. a chef, you would much rather have uh, this. this and uh, I don't know about, I think chefs, that, that might be a bad way to think about it because a lot of those people are kind of, they learn one way and they want to keep doing it their way. Um, but the new induction technology, which does use like magnetic induction, it's faster. It's more accurate. Like everything you would need to cook better is there. Now, whether it will take another generation of chefs growing up with that technology the way mama did it to, to like feel mm. the same way who knows but yes you are correct we've gone leaps and bounds in terms of electric powered stove technology all right question and these things don't even admit heat don't they i don't have one so i've just had to like read about them so like they don't even they i thought they uh they heated do up the to pan. the pan yes yes they they excite the metal on the pan yeah but like uh, basically you could touch this thing when it was on like, like yeah. all that gag where somebody leans against the stove yeah. and burns himself that that'll be a joke of the past yes exactly yeah yeah so basically we talked about how you know stoves can uh, especially stoves off gas keep in mind stove is the only gas burning thing that is illegally allowed to be vented just into your fucking house like if you have a heater the vent has to take the stuff out if you have a water heater the vent has to take it out we go to stove we're like eh fuck it just right in the house is good Oh, by the way, some houses don't even have that overstove vent. Eh, who cares? Dude, when I was a kid, one time my mom was gone because, you know, there, she was teaching and I just had sure. to make dinner for myself, right? Uh, I, I was making macaroni and cheese and I was cooking some hamburger and I guess either I didn't, it didn't light properly uh. or the, it went out or I fucked up. Yeah. But basically gas was just leaking in the house for a bit. I come in and thank God they added that thing to the smell to yeah. the house where you can smell. But like, I almost blew up the fucking house. Yeah. Thank God I wasn't like a bad kid who smoked. Oh yeah. Oh, when I, I lived in a fraternity in college and I once came down the stairs and as I was walking down the stairs, the air was hazy. Keep in mind, oh, the, God. the bottom floor of this building was 2000 square feet and, and I'm, I'm the entire bottom floor was hazy and I look and literally somebody had turned on the the stove and then passed out in front of it and I knew because they were still passed out there and I had that moment in my head where I'm like every action movie I've ever seen has told me my move right now is to just dive out of a closed plate glass window and hope the explosion carries me far <laughs> enough away <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay! Uh, instead, like, uh, I, if anything, you just vented out the room in a very yes. uh, painful way. No, I, instead <laughs> I ran around opening all the, the vents while I was kicking the guy on the ground, screaming at him, and trying to get, like, some fans and stuff going. And then, oh, not 25 minutes later, I found somebody smoking on the front porch and nearly killed them. 
This, he didn't know about this. No, he this didn't. He walked through a gas-filled house. And when I started <laughs> screaming at him, his response was, I'm outside. <laughs> Eight feet from the window of the house that has just let out like 400 cubic yards of gas. By the way, engineer at Berkeley. Anyway. <laughs> So this team started looking at stoves and they realized one of the issues with natural gas is, hey, what you're getting is not just natural gas. There's a bunch of other chemicals inside of those chemicals. Uh, and they turned out four of those are, are especially uh, concerning. Benzene, toluene, hexene, and pyxlene. And they were found in almost every single sample, 98%. And they're part of that natural gas. Benzene specifically in there is really dangerous. It's a known carcinogen. It causes a bunch of problems and it varies in different amounts based on where you are. If you're in Boston, it has X amount of your gas is benzene. If you're in Southern California, like Davey and I are, 10X is the amount of benzene you have in your natural gas. So you have 10 We're times the carcinogen. We're number one. <laughs> How you like them apples, Boston? <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's the thing. I, I just lit my pilot light for winter. Well, not just. I did it several yeah. months ago. And, yeah. like, it's just, uh, yeah, I do think of, like, hey, there's just a flame just just putting, I mean, I was just yeah. thinking carbon monoxide into the house all yeah. the time. No, yeah, all this stuff. It's it's horrible. And they, they looked at what's going on. By the way, they just looked at stoves that were turned off. That is all they looked at. And they found out that that often is the cause of a serious amount of actually pretty concerning levels of chemicals in your house. Uh, so a January 2022 study found that most gas stoves leak at least a little, even when they're turned off, and the small leaks that they have will not let you smell that they are leaking. So you're just constantly being poisoned by that fucking stove without even knowing about it. Could you have something like a like a, an Olympic flame or something in your house to try to to try to burn off the gas? Or I don't something? think I think that'll just be worse because you have to have something supplying the flame, no. and then you have the, the the fucking flames combustion putting out shit. So, well, the the the, the dumb answer is all right, Bobby. To prevent this, I'm just going to bring my barbecue inside and just <laughs> and get rid of the gas stove. Problem solved, Bobby. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, by the way, uh, benzene can cause cancer, and when it comes to breathing it in, there are no safe levels of benzene, in according to the WHO, and yet we pipe it into our fucking houses, ten times as much of it into me and Damien's house as to Ben Affleck's, but uh, we, <laughs> we pump, pump it into our house by choice, and then we burn things inside like fucking cavemen in a cave. That's fine. And East Coast, they got to deal with that fracking water. We're fine. Okay, if also got to deal with gas here, they get they get benzene through their soil and as a byproduct of fracking. And according to that Mark Ruffalo movie, Dark Water, which by the way, super cool sounding name, but it's yes. actually just like a a piece about how Dupont poisoned the America's water and environment forever. Oh, I thought it was about a, a guy who who cleaned out septic tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a septic tank uh, cleaner. What? You clean septic tanks? Who who asked for that? Listen, I'll pay you to get in the septic tank. All right? Dark hearts, clean gloves, can't lose. <laughs> oh, dear. So one fact, one 2013 study analyzed the results of 41 studies. So it was 
it was more of a literature review, and it found that children living in homes with gas stoves faced a 42% increased risk of asthma symptoms. And a separate December 2022 study linked 12.7% of U.S. childhood asthma cases to living in homes that used gas stoves, meaning that of all the people in the United States who have asthma right now, 12.7% of them statistically have asthma just because of the choice of stove in the house they grew up in. How fucking crazy is that? As somebody with asthma, I always had blamed cats. But yeah. to find out that uh, the Maytag repairman had a piece in this? Oh, dude, it's fucking crazy. And, and like, just how ubiquitous they are and how nobody considers them a problem. And like, frankly, I'm pissed California didn't do something sooner. For all the like the conservative people who are out there like, eh, California taking our right. I think California should have banned somebody even running natural gas into a fucking house. Like, fuck your stoves or your appliances or anything. The fact that we have this entire industry of this, oh, by the way, we didn't even mentioned incredibly explosive thing that's under our feet at all times and like a couple years back i don't remember what it was it blew up like a neighborhood in orange county because like something got wrong with one of the gas mains and it blew up so not only can it kill you and give you cancer and asthma it can also just by the way blow you the fuck up and it's everywhere and we're still using it for some seemingly like totally unknown reason I mean, if I, I would probably look to see who's making money on the gas bill, then I would question to see how many senators he had in his pocket. If I had to guess, but it's a fossil fuel. So yeah, <laughs> I had but to guess. Those guys are pretty powerful, I guess. There certainly could be things where people are like blocking progress, right? But like that doesn't seem to be the case. It really just seems to be the case that we all grew up with this and we have a hard time changing or believing that what we grew up with was wrong. Like we have a really hard time being like, oh, this was fucked up. This caused an issue. I need to do better next time. Like we talked a little bit about this when it came to pulling lead out of gas and how some states really like put their foot down and didn't want to do it. And it's like, there's something about like, well, my grandpappy did it. And so it's the right way to do it. I, I certainly agree that there is a lot of that. Um, but I also feel that there'd be a lot of like if California, if everybody knew like how bad gas stoves are, I think, sure. yes, I've seen the articles around, but there are a lot of people who don't read the news. Yeah, yeah, they I really agree. have to go on like a full, full court press. Yeah. Uh, and they have a hard campaign. time changing their minds too, by the way. Like if you just grew up with that and you, if you're a chef, I've talked to people who are chefs and they really like cooking on those gas stoves. Like if you're a chef and that's what you grew up with, like sometimes it's hard to change your mind based on the evidence. I, I completely agree, but uh, I, I also lean towards it. Like if if let's just say we lived in a perfect world and all of a sudden tomorrow, uh, let, let's just say a gas stove killed Chris Hemsworth uh -huh. and the entire world revolted against gas stoves. I still think that it'd be hard to get it done politically due to, you know, Maybe. just the sure. reality of our government. Yeah. Or governments. Yeah. Well, I mean, the nice <laughs> thing is when it's something like I want to switch from a gas stove to electric. It's kind of like a personal choice, right? Like you don't have to run new infrastructure there. You just, the next stove you buy is electric, you know? And so like with things like that, those changes are very reasonable. I'm sorry. I was crying. I was thinking about Chris Hemsworth dying in a fiery explosion. 
Now, Perhaps. if you want to, if you want to mitigate it, uh, you can do things like make sure to always use that air vent that's above the stove. Use it when your stove is on, when the oven's on, anytime any of your gas stuff is on. You can put an air purifier out. It doesn't do that much, but it's better than nothing. Make sure to open windows and stuff near the stove when you are cooking. Get uh, good ventilation, and then just try not to use it for everything. So a lot of the odds and ends we use a stove or an oven for, you can use other stuff for. So you know you can heat up food with a microwave, obviously. But also you could do things like uh, a lot of people make hot water by putting a kettle on the stove. Go get an electric kettle. It's actually much cheaper for you in the long run anyway and easier to use and works faster and stuff. So like little things like that. Uh, to, to, being... to hear you suggest a microwave as a serious... You... <sighs> You and I have had an ongoing debate on whether or not you actually have taste buds that uh -huh. work, and you're just you're giving away the game right now, Bobby. Oh, I'm sorry. Did uh, Damien, middle name, paid off for by Big Gas Mercado, come <laughs> out just now? Did you have to throw some weight around? Were you were you worried that I would take something out? Are you going to perpetrate myths about food being unable to be cooked, good taste in a microwave? No, no, Bobby. I, you were trying to. I, I am somebody who I cook mac and cheese the old-fashioned way on an oven. If the microwave did a half-ass job, <laughs> we wouldn't be having this conversation. From people of color. <laughs> Your assault on the on the very concept of taste continues to offend me at every level. Uh, on article number two, the chess master's greatest enemy. I'm just picturing a chess master, uh, you, know, you know, hitting a Kasparov with a chair or something. <laughs> so this is interesting. It's linked. I, I, I wanted to put these two together for a reason. So this is a really interesting article about linking the performance of chess masters and therefore, you know, kind of the implication is our own cognition, the cognition of, of people in general with particulate matter pollution. So the conclusion of this is actually really interesting. The conclusion is, given a modest increase in fine particulate matter, the probability that chess players will make an error increases by 2.1 percentage points, and the magnitude of those errors increase by 10.8%. Meaning, you can literally watch a bunch of chess players and see them perform better or worse based on the particulate matter. Now, they have done studies and stuff like this about athletics before. We know this about, you know, we heard about this a lot about when the Olympics were going to, to China and everything like particulate matter and all that stuff. Like we know it, it affects athletes' performance, but this is something that we probably wouldn't have expected. You probably wouldn't have expected that for chess, right? And the idea is maybe particulate matter is more of a cognitive strain than we have accounted for. Yeah, it is I, Laurels Larson, master chess player from Scandinavia. Yes, it is true. These are tactics that are done deep cover. Uh, I would occasionally pay a homeless man to fart in my opponent's <laughs> face during a match so I could beat I was, him over time. Don't worry, David. I, I, I do have a section where I want to get to how we're going to use this to our own chess cheating <laughs> advantages. I'm sorry. I, I, I should go back to playing 10 games of chess at once. Uh, so how exactly did they do this test to study it? It's really interesting. So the researchers studied the performance of 121 chess players in three seven-round tournaments in Germany in 2017, 2018, and 2019, comprising more than 30,000 chess moves. The scholars used three web-connected sensors inside the tournament venue to measure carbon dioxide, PM2.5 concentrations, and temperature, all of which can be affected by external conditions, even in an indoor setting. Because each tournament lasted eight weeks, it was possible to examine how air quality changes related to changes in player performance, end quote. 
So super, super interesting because they were able to track the exact same players. This isn't like looking at different players. You can track the exact same players over time. And with a huge end number of 30,000 individual moves, you can actually start pulling out real data. Those little perturbments, those little differences really mean something. And this is really, really interesting. Like what situations might this impact outside of chess? You know, everything from how you perform at work to how people perform in stressful situations. What else might it be impacting? Like, think about it. Theoretically, should we start grading tests on our on a particulate matter curve? Like, right, if your algebra test is on a day with particularly bad air quality, should you get a bump in your overall curve grade? Robert Timothy, grades lawyer. You know, like uh, like you you go in like rich parents pay you to help raise their shitty kids' grades. <laughs> what was the particulate matter in the air in Los Angeles on that particular day? Uh huh. Uh huh. Case closed. <laughs> uh, but I take everything too far, so they're like, uh, "We know you're usually a, uh, a a grades lawyer, but you're here now as the defendant in a murder trial uh, for apparently killing a teacher." who would not give a particulate matter grade curve to one of your students. Do you really think that person deserved to die? Yes, I think he deserved to die, and I hope she burns in hell! <laughs> wow. Wow. We're full <laughs> Sam L. Jackson. Now, now uh, uh, do him in Django Unchained. I'm listening. Hey. <laughs> hey, Django, stop that. Stop killing that guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> so, yeah, super interesting. I'm, I'm, I wonder, you know, do we have to start grading everything on this curve? Now, to be fair, when we talk about things like test grades, up until recently, that would have been curved on its own, right? Because the, all you kids are in the same room, so you're all breathing the same air, so you all get the same particulate matter curve, assuming that parts of the room have the same air quality or whatever. But now that we're doing so much by Zoom, there really is differences to the individual environments of students that are in the same class. And I wonder if, you know, the air matter, the air particulate matter will be one of significance in a very short time when it comes to learning environments. So you don't need to be uh, have emphysema to carry around a performance enhancing oxygen tank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, even better. Think of how we could use this to our advantage in, in the other way, in terms of like a diagnostic test, right? Because thanks to PETA, you can't take a canary down into a coal mine with you anymore, but you could take a chess grandmaster, right? In a little cage and he's playing chess. And then you have a computer AI determining the skill of his moves. And if it goes down by 2.1% or more, everybody gets the fuck out of the mine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, his win rate has gone down over his last 50 matches uh, by point three percent it is everybody leaves a mine oh dear thank you audience for coming back for science faction 648 where you learn all about how gas stoves are fucking us up even when they're off and what the chess master's greatest enemy is thank you so much for joining us and come on back next week for science faction 649 i know what you're thinking and Werner herzog has no strong opinions on this chess article I prefer the simple tragedies found within the Milton Bradley masterpiece of sorrow. Sorry. You've been listening to Science Fiction. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs>